Hey, thanks. It is genuinely so, so good to be here with you today because I, I've been poorly sick and I've missed you all loads. So it's great to be back in the building with you all. I'm going to just begin by reading from 1 Corinthians, a few verses, chapter 10, verses 23 to 26. So have a little think on these and then we'll have a little look at them in a bit. You say, under grace, there are no rules and we're free to do as we please. Not exactly. Because not everything promotes growth in others. Your slogan, we're allowed to do anything we choose, may be true, but not everything causes the spiritual advancement of others. So don't always seek what is best for you at the expense of others. Yeah, you are free to eat anything without worrying about your conscience. For the earth and all its abundance belongs to the Lord. Wow, great words. What on earth do they mean? Well, first of all, I just want to ask you a question about whether you have certain songs that when you hear them, they kind of take you back to a good time in your life and bring about that good feel factor um, any of you have them? I happen to have loads of them. And one of my faves came to mind, actually, when I read the passage for today. It's uh, from the Soup Dragons. For those of you who don't know, the Soup Dragons were a Scottish alternative rock band of the late 80s and 90s. And they were named the Soup Dragons after the character in the 1970s children's television series, The Clangers. So if you are going, oh, yeah, I know, then you're probably about as old as me and you're giving yourself away there. And they came um, in 1990. They let out a song called I'm Free. And it begins, don't be afraid of your freedom, freedom. I'm free to do what I want any old time. I'm a new creation. And I absolutely loved, loved this song, still do. And I have been known to sing out loud and bop to that on many occasions. Now, when it first came out, I'd actually been a Christian for about nine or ten years. And it brought back verses from the Bible that I knew. So when I heard this song, I was also remembering scriptures like in Galatians 5 verse 1, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. 2 Corinthians 5:17. this means that anyone, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, a new creation. The old life is gone, a new life has begun and Jesus himself in John 10, 10 said, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. So I used to think about these things and still do when I hear the soup dragon sing, I'm free to do what I want any old time. I'm a new creation. Now, I don't believe for one minute um, that that song was particularly written for that purpose. But you know what? I've just kind of learned over the years that it's really good to look for God wherever I am, wherever I'm doing and whoever I'm with, 
because God truly is everywhere. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That's what we've just read. I like the feeling of freedom. Do you? Yeah? Can you think of a time when you felt free? I immediately think it comes to mind uh, two things. First is, I remember when I passed my driving test. Oh, I felt free, like so free. Now I could go from places whenever I felt like it. I didn't have to wait at bus stops or train stations. No more restricted to their timetables. The freedom of driving for me actually felt amazing. An incredible gift that really genuinely did transform my life because it opened up so many more opportunities. And it still remains today one of my favorite things to do. Hitting an open road, music blasting away, perhaps the soup dragons. And especially when the sun's shining and I can happily roll down the windows and let the wind mess me up even more. It's an incredible feeling of freedom to me. And the second one, and maybe the first and most important one for me, when I was age 12, I became free. I experienced the freedom that Jesus offers us all. The freedom to know that we are truly loved and cherished by God. At age 12, I learned and understood what it meant to live in my life free in the fullness of God and receive all of his benefits. We are free to live, being made right with God. Learning, not because I'd earned it, not because I had enough cash to pay for that right of freedom, not because I could afford a great lawyer on clever talk to get me off scot-free, not because I was super skilled and so could be perfect enough to say, hey, there you go, God, I've earned the right to be free with you. No, because the Bible tells us, as Tim was reminding us last week, that all of us have fallen short of God's best. But when I was age 12, I grasped hold of this beautiful truth that God sent Jesus to this earth to live among us, to teach us, and to have an incredible sacrificial death so that you and I could be made right with God. Not because we could do anything to earn it, but simply because we are loved that much by him. Listen to these beautiful words of freedom in Ephesians chapter 1. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured onto us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with his blood of his son and forgave us our sins. He has showered 
his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. At age 12, I began to grasp the beautiful truth of this, and I felt free, free to be me, free to be truly loved and know that I genuinely was loved unconditionally by a great almighty God. Guaranteed hope of everlasting life with God that began, begins right now. Beautiful, amazing, incomprehensible freedom that Jesus brings us. Question number two, do you know the freedom that Jesus offers? Have you gone, you know what God, I get it. You are God and you are real and you are alive and I want to put all my trust in you. I want to live with you. I want to live in this freedom. Have a think about that because if that's something you have never ever entered into, we're going to give, give you a bit of space at the end of this time to do something about that. It is brilliant, the greatest freedom of all, to feel free in Jesus. And today is our last series in Level Up. As we go through the book of 1 Corinthians, as Paul speaks to the Christians who knew the freedom of Jesus, who knew what it was, but were needing a little bit of help in deciding what it meant to truly live as a follower, as a disciple of Jesus. And Grace introduced us to this letter, teaching us how we need to the same encouragement and guidance today, just as the Corinthian church did back then. And she spoke how we're not meant to stay the same. We need to keep growing and maturing in our faith, in our relationship with Jesus. And then Aaron continued encouraging us to live each day filled with God's spirit, being transformed from the inside out so that even when life gets tough or painful, Jesus still shines through. And then last week, we continued our learning with Tim about two words that often make us shudder, sin and repentance, but discovering the beautiful uh, beauty of God's grace that are held within them, inspiring us to humbly turn to Jesus every day. And if you've missed them out, then I encourage you to get to our YouTube channel and check them out. And do, if you haven't already, read the whole of this letter of 1 Corinthians. It's a great letter. And today we're focusing on these words that I've just read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Under grace there are no rules, you say, that we're free to do anything we please. But not exactly, says Paul. What does it mean to live in the freedom of Jesus Christ? I think I'm still grasping this and still learning this every day. But getting back to me driving, when I first learned to drive, as I said, I did feel free, and I still do. But I noticed in order to live fully in the freedom it brings, that I just can't drive how I want. You see, I like to drive fast, if I'm honest. I always want to push whatever car I've got to the ultimate limit and see how fast that car will truly go. Now, my very first car was a Robin Reliant van, so um, speed wasn't really the problem. 
going 50 in that car felt like I was going 120 miles an hour. I tell you, it was fantastic. But even in my Robin Reliant van, there were certain roads, as you will know, that if I was going 50 on them, and my Robin Reliant van did get up to 50, I was going way too fast. Driving 50 in the wrong places is going to take away my freedom if I keep that up. I'd end up with many blue flashing lights following me, stopping me. I'd end up in front of a judge. I'd get my license, my driver's license taken away from me. Or worse still, I could end up taking someone's life and be locked away in prison. Driving brings me freedom, but how I drive can take all of that freedom away. In order to enjoy the freedom of driving, I need to obey the laws of driving. It's through obeying these laws that brings the freedom in my driving. I think I'm a pretty good driver, um, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I've noticed I actually need to alter my driving skills, though. Particularly if I am stuck behind a learner driver, for example. It's so easy for me to fall into, oh, for goodness sake, haven't you learned the roads yet? Oh, just put your foot down and go the speed limit at least. Stop crawling along at 15 and hindering me. The worst could come out of me. I could zoom right up to the, the back of their car and zoom off and make them extremely more nervous. If you've ever learned to drive and someone's done that to you, you know how unhelpful it is. So sometimes, obeying the law of driving, I also need to tone down my skills, even though I'm so much better than I was that first day I got in a car and started driving. Sometimes, for the benefit of others, I need to change my driving habits. I need to slow right down and have incredible patience again and allow someone else to learn altering my driving skills accordingly. I need to watch out for the new things that are coming into being, the smart roads that are appearing. Learn what those rules are in order to continue living in the freedom and the joy that I have in driving. At age 12, I felt what it was like to live in the freedom of Christ. I experience that freedom today and I've known it every day in between. But every day since the age of 12, I've been learning how to live in the freedom of Christ. And I still am. Because it doesn't mean that I can do what the heck I like. And that's what Paul is trying to encourage these Christians back in Corinth about back then and I believe we need to hear this message today I wonder if you have ever said or heard it ever being said God loves me anyway so it doesn't matter I know that if I literally drove 90 miles an hour to church every single time I came here I know without a shadow of a doubt God would still love Brenda unconditionally still accept me still welcome me, still want me. 
But I also know if I continue to drive like that, my life will change because there's consequences to how I will live. And I really need to listen to what it is that God is saying to me. There was a group of Pharisees around the time of Jesus. You may have heard the name Pharisee mentioned. And they are the ones who were always always given a bad press for, oh, you're always going on about what you shouldn't do and don't do this and don't do that. And Paul was saying, look, you don't have to live by rules and regulations because rules and regulations can't save you. That's the freedom, that message I want you to get. But Jesus himself said this, don't think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And as Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church, about living in the freedom of Christ. He is encouraging them back then and us today. What does it mean for you and for me to live in the freedom of Christ, obeying what God is asking of us? You know, I love God. And the freedom for me comes in, I love him so I want to please him. I don't want to please God just because I'm frightened that he's going to stop loving me. Because I know that's never going to happen. Because he loves me so much and I welcome his love in so much, I want to please him. I want to learn about the best ways in which I'm to live and what I'm to do. The way I'm living out my freedom and salvation I want to glorify God with that. So Paul is encouraging the church, the Christians in Corinth, and us today, to ask these questions of ourselves. Is what I am engaging with glorifying to God? Is the way I am acting and I am living glorifying God and you know this is actually a really hard message for even me and I say even me in the sense that most people always or quite a few people always say oh it's all right for you because you're up there talking I'm talking to myself the way I am living What about the way that I dress? Yeah, I am free to dress however I like. But is the way I dress bringing honor and glory to God? Am I encouraging others in in the way that I live? How am I living out my freedom in the way that I drive? What about the way you spent Friday night? Was that a way that was honoring to God? The way that I spend my money? What I'm looking at on the internet? How I am using my time? The way that I eat? The way that I drink? Am I abusing my freedom in Christ, saying it doesn't matter what the heck I do? 
or am I, am I truly honouring God in all of these things? Paul is saying, I want you to take note. Because it matters. If we've truly experienced the joy and the love of Jesus, shouldn't we be showing that in how we live? In how we talk? In how we act? Nelson Mandela said, for to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. And Jesus himself said this, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So, mu so, must so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Jesus said, this is what I really want you to do. As you live in the freedom of my love, the freedom of my forgiveness, the inheritance of all that I have, I want you to love one another. And I want you to do it in the same way that I loved you. And Jesus gave up his freedom in order that you and I could know God. He gave up everything so that you and I could know what it meant to be truly forgiven and be in relationship with God. And so in the same way, he's asking us, is there anything that you need to tweak to sacrifice about the way in which you live? And I just want to encourage us to just pause in these moments and examine our own hearts. Is there anything in the way that you live, in how you dress or drive or spend your Friday nights or spend your money or what you look at on the internet, how you're using your time, how you're eating, how you're drinking, are all these things glorifying God? Are they encouraging others to behave well too? Are they building up the body of Christ? Are they helping people see the life transformation that Jesus has done in your life? Can they see the joy that you have for Jesus and the contentment that you find in him? Or are they seeing that you're just the same as everybody else and you've got your own little crutches that are unhealthy? just going to invite him up now and I just want to give us some time to examine our hearts. The gospel message is a, ran a radical scandalous message that God Almighty would come down and deny himself of all of his rights and all of his privileges and so that you and I could know God to be reconciled, made right with God. And in light of Christ's sacrifice for us, is there anything that we are holding back? Is there anything that we need to do differently? God is worth it. And I think when I know that joy and I focus on the beautiful freedom that Christ gives me. It helps me 
to tweak my driving. I am known, I often say to people, I, I eat my emotions. And if you follow, follow my life, you'll know that my dress sizes often change as a result of that. My fitness levels change as a result of that. It's not something I'm particularly proud of. It's something that I'm trying to learn how to live truly in the freedom of Jesus with, in honouring him, in how I eat and how I exercise, how I look after myself. I know sometimes I can beat myself up unnecessarily instead of living in that freedom that I am loved. I am loved and I am accepted. And sometimes if I'm pulling myself down, I can start pulling other people down. And I need to examine my heart and say, help me, Lord, to honor you in all that I do so that I can enjoy the fullness of freedom with you. And as we are just here together waiting on God, I'm going to ask for two things. And the first is that if, if you're here and you have never yet said, you know what, Jesus, I want to get involved with you. I want, want to experience what Bren's on about here, about this freedom, this fullness of just living in the light and acceptance of your love. I want to begin eternity now with you. Then I'm going to, in a moment, just to say, come forward as we worship. Take that bold move of saying, yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it with Jesus and I want to live in his freedom. So if that's you right now and your heart's going and you know you need Jesus, you know it's your time, then I want to encourage you to walk down in a moment to the front and stand with me. Or if you or wheel yourself down or get someone else to bring you down. And for the rest of us here who have been um, living in the freedom of Jesus, as we are examining our hearts, if you know that there are areas that you need to say, God, I'm sorry, help me to live in a way that honours you by the way I bring good to those around me, help and build up the body of Christ by the choices I make in every area of my life. If you know that there's some things that God wants you to hold you to today, then I just want to encourage you to stand so that we can pray with you. So let's do one of those two things now, if it feels right for you. Come forward to receive Jesus or stand where you are to say, help me live in your freedom more fully than ever before. Let's respond.
God, we're not free to do what the heck we like because it actually breaks us. It actually controls us and restricts us and inhibits us, stops us from living in the fullness of your freedom. Thank you that you are a God who examines our hearts and lovingly shows us a better way. Thank you that when you show us, it's always good. And so in the quietness of our hearts, for those who are standing in particular, Father God, come. Bring your forgiveness. Empower us to feel and experience the fullness of freedom as we trust you, as we obey you, as we walk in your ways. We praise you, Jesus. We choose your way, not our way. Continue to speak to us, Holy Spirit, so clearly of where we need to alter our behavior, our attitude, our thoughts, our words, our actions, in order to embrace the fullness of your freedom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship God together.